This is Cammie. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 89. Hey, Madeline, do you ever feel like social media is more of a ghost town? Sometimes it stinks when it seems no one is listening. Right? Sometimes it feels like there are only bots out there. But there is hope. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. When you're building a community, it can sometimes be pretty quiet at first. People aren't really sure where to start connecting and need easy ways to hook into the community. We will share 10 tried and true ways to turn your ghost town into a bustling square. Ooh, a bustling square. I like that. I like that. That means that people will actually be interacting with each other, right? Is that what that's That's going to be like? Absolutely. So I love that about social media. I love that you can interact with people on social media. It's what drew me to it in the first place. But sometimes it honestly feels like it's just really hard to get going. So I know that you and I have done a bunch of different things over the years to like jumpstart a community. And we've had just as much problem as anyone else, no matter how many people follow us and how many people are out there. There's moments when it just feels like you can't break through, right? So I want for sure. Yeah, I want people to understand that no matter what level you get to, this is constantly going to be something you're going to have to work on. So these are 10 of the strategies we use. One of the first ones that I think works really, really well. And I know you hear this all the time from all the gurus out there. They say, niche down, you know, make your your community really small. And that actually works. And the reason why it works is maybe a little different than what you've thought before. But when you niche down to people that have the same challenges, the same interests, what happens is that people see that they have a lot in common. And they start to connect with each other a lot faster because there's just so much in common that they have to talk about. So in addition to it being easier for you and your marketing messages, it also makes it easier for your community to get involved with each other right away. For sure. And you know, I'm such a big fan of Pat Flynn and Pat Flynn always says the riches are in the niches. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that works really, really well. So I'm a big fan of that. Number two, monthly hot seats. And this is something that's been very popular for many years. I've seen so many people doing this. I've done them. I know you've done things like this. People can get one-on-one coaching and others can tune in and watch. You see this a lot of times with live streams. I've seen this on podcast episodes. There's some podcasts that I absolutely love where they do these hot seats and you feel like you're a fly on the wall listening in. I just love that. So when this is going on, the coach, which would you know be the person doing this, they should, and that could be you. 
they, you should address the audience and invite them to think of ways that they can use what they're hearing in their own business. Yeah, mm. I love that because I do think there's a right and a wrong way to do this. Um, yeah. Sometimes it can feel like, well, you're listening to a coaching call and you think, well, that's not me. That's not my challenge. That's not my problem. And if you just address the audience while you're doing your coaching, you can bring it up to a completely different level by saying, hey, while you're listening to Anne here or while you're listening to Madeline here and we're talking about her challenge, think about how how she approached this, how you could use that to approach your challenges. I think that really does help people to start couch it and think about it in terms of their own challenges and their and how they can overcome them. Yeah. And the podcast that I was uh, thinking of, I was trying to remember what the name of it, I looked it mm-hmm. up. It's called the Biz Chicks Podcast. So B-I-Z Biz Chicks, C-H-I-X. Check this out. And when you go and look at their episodes, it's not every episode, but they have a lot of them and they refer to it as on-air coaching. And it's super cool. I learned so many things when I listen to episodes like that. So I just love that they're not just doing the, these hot seats, but there's so many different ways you can do it. And podcast is one way, live streaming another. So you can get really creative with it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Our third method that we love to use is to have a live stream session inside of your community where you answer every question that people have. This really works well when you start to have a bigger community that's more active, but having a Q&A or an Ask Me Anything kind of episode of your live stream is super helpful because people can start to do that. And Lewis House does this, and I know you're in his inner circle or you know more about his inner circle. You're not, are you in it? You're not in it. It's I, I expensive. Mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm oh, a you're member. in it. No, I'm in okay, it. He's in got it. different yeah. programs. The inner circle is the name of his monthly membership program. It's $49 uh, it. a month, which isn't bad. And I get so much out of it. And so that's what he does is every month he live streams. He calls it a webinar. I mean, it's basically a live stream where they'll have a topic, they'll have a guest, and then afterwards, a Q&A. And this is like a two and a half to three hour event. It is, And people stay for the whole thing. I've, I always stay for the whole thing because you learn so much. You learn how he did, like an example would be podcasting. He brought the company that does helps him with his podcast. He has one of the top podcasts in the world. Had them come on and share how he has such an amazing podcast. And then he spends the next hour and a half or so Q&A where everyone who's attending can ask him questions and he puts you on video, live video, and they talk it out and and you learn so much, but you get that chance to ask the question. And I think that's huge. Yeah. And I know that one of our former guests, Zach Buckler, in his communities, he also does this. It's a really powerful way to make people feel heard. Um, I love this idea. And I've also seen it not necessarily in a live stream session, but I've also seen it in a uh, online course that I took, which where they basically made sure they answered every single question that you asked throughout that month on that module. So they logged all the questions and they came back and they answered them in videos. So they'd say, we answered the questions of Cammy and Madeline and they tag you and say, we answered your question in this video. So it was really cool because you would be tagged in a video. You'd go and you're like, where did they answer my question? So you'd listen through the video and you'd learn a lot too while you were listening to the answers to other people's questions as well. Yeah, I love that. That's super smart. Next up, number four is using email intelligently. And we have a great example from our good friend, Taji Antasio from The Growth Suite. He will send you a specific Facebook or Instagram post in the email communication. And it's super smart the way he does this. So he, you know, there'll be like, I'm trying to think of an example. I'm sure we'll have something we can put in the show notes, but 
I guess just yeah. a random example. Well, I can tell you an example of, what, yeah. of one he did recently because I noticed it. He had a link to an Instagram post that he had about some things that he was putting together for one of his modules. And he was just trying to show people that were in his community what he was doing. And he took, I mean, honestly, he took a screen capture of his laptop or whatever he was working on. Uh And then he put it up as an Instagram post. And then he drove everybody to the Instagram post. And then there was a lot of engagement on the Instagram post underneath it. And I knew that came from, well, obviously Instagram, but also from that email he sent out. It's such a smart strategy because you're using your email to get more mileage out of your social media. So that, you know, which was smart of him and to get more engagement. When you have an, an email list that you've built up, you nurtured it and built it up over time, you know, use that to your advantage. And and I think he does it in a way that's super smart. It, it keeps you engaged. It keeps you interested. It makes you want to go click on that and go over to his Instagram or his Facebook post to read it and be part of the community conversation. Yeah. And Tim Ferriss does this also in his Friday email. Right. And he sends it out and he says, here's what's going hot right now in Instagram. And then he takes the post that's had the most engagement for him during that week. And he sends it out to his millions of email subscribers. So it is a great way to drive interest in that. And you can do it on Facebook too. These were just two Instagram examples. But also what I love with with Tim Ferriss, I've been on his Friday email for years. He encourages conversation on Twitter. So at the Mm -hmm. bottom of of the email each week, he'll say, you know, tweet me on Twitter and tell me, you know, what resonated with you? What do you like? Or let's just have a conversation. And I love that he encourages that. Well, and not only does he encourage it, I actually have answered him and done that. And he responds. That's awesome. And I've seen other people do that as well. I've had other influencers that will put something like that in their email and encourage it. And sometimes it's like, yeah, are they really going to respond? And then it's so exciting that they really do what they say they're going to do. Yeah, it's always really, really important. So the fifth way that we came up with that we've seen work really well is encouraging accountability partners inside of your community. And I know that Todd Herman in his 90-day year, he does this in a share thread in his 90-day year group. So each cohort that he starts of that 90-day year, he invites all of the members of that cohort to respond on the thread and say if they would like to, you know, have an accountability partner. And then people start to like kind of connect with each other through that thread. So, you know, somebody may put up, I'd like an accountability partner. This is what I do. This is what my current challenge is. And somebody else say, yeah, that's my challenge too. Let's work together to kind of move that forward. I really love that because he's kind of done it in a low hands-off way. Like he doesn't spend a lot of time on it, I guess, but he offers it as an opportunity. Also, you know, there is the new, and I say new, it's about a year old, but not that many people are using it yet. The mentoring function in Facebook groups. So This mentoring function is a module that you can turn on on the back end of your group that allows you to connect people together in mentoring groups. So they can kind of have a sidebar conversation within the group that nobody else sees. I love that. that. I think that's, I think that's so smart and so interesting. I did not realize this feature was available. And when you told me about it, I went and did some Google research and it's been around since like last year, but it was probably a little bit more beta. Um, It seems like now it's been rolled out and. In your groups, Mm -hmm. you can easily access it and turn it on, which I think is such a great idea. Yeah, I think. And, you know, I don't know how well it's going to work, although I have seen it in motion in one of the groups I was in and people were actually using it. So it is being used. 
All you have to do is go into the edit group settings, then go down to the sections area. And there's three different new sections you can put in. And we're not going to talk about all of them, but one of them is mentoring. And inside of it, they have several different kinds of mentoring groups you can turn on. I just put mentorship. And then inside of that, a business mentorship is probably what I would use. But you know, you can look at that. There's like a parenting one and so on. And so Facebook has already thought this out and they have like milestones and things that you should be reaching as a group, including weekly reminders to come in and check in, which I think is awesome. Absolutely. And listen, we just got through having Facebook do their annual F8 meeting, right? Their big annual where Mark Zuckerberg talks about all the great things that are coming to Facebook and they're going all in on groups. And so we're going to see probably more features come out of into group or be available into groups and and so much functionality that that's they're just going all in on that. So, you know, definitely something to think about as you're building your own community or if you already have one in place, you know, really look at Facebook groups as a great place to have that conversation with your community. And I also want to say I love, you know, that we are talking about encouraging accountability partners. You know, last year when I did my video like a rockstar program, that was one of the things I baked into it. Like I knew when I was building this program that I wanted everyone to pair up and have an accountability partner. And it worked so well, Cami. They all loved it. It seemed like it made them even more into being part of the overall community and part of the conversation, you know, as a whole, but then also being paired up with someone. And I just had such a great time monitoring the Facebook group and watching these pair-ups happen and watching them communicate and then communicate as a whole. Very magical. So I, I'm really big on the whole accountability partner. And then of course, you and I are accountability partners. You know, Absolutely. We, love, we love and believe in accountability partners on any level. Absolutely. Yeah, we really do. But I do think that if you're not going into something alone, you're much more likely to be interested in what's going on with the people in the group if you already know them. Otherwise, it's pretty easy to leave a group behind if you don't have any connection there. That's so true. Because when we finished the program that was my first group, the beta group, when the program came to an end, none of them wanted it to stop. They mm-hmm. wanted to keep going. So that's when I opened up an ongoing membership out of it. So yeah, a lot of magic happens when you have accountability partners and, and people participating at that level. All right, next up, number six, hire or enlist a community manager. Now, you know, we both love having a community manager here in our private Facebook group for communities that convert. Our group manager is Kyle Hetrick, who is just awesome. He has really just stepped up and, and really keeping the conversation going. And when things get a little quiet, he jumps in and poses a question to the group and just always facilitating. And I love that. And I think it's really smart to have someone, whether it's a volunteer and Kyle volunteers for us. And sometimes you have to hire somebody to do this. You know, I've been working on an under wraps secret membership project for almost a year now that I promise will get released. And, you know, my, my business partner and I are already talking about, you know, like, you know, we definitely need to hire a community manager and somebody that's going to be in charge of facilitating conversation, keeping things going, somebody that people can turn to because, you know, you and I are so busy. We try to get into the Facebook group as much as we can. It's not always easy. It's nice having someone else who's really dedicated to that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, we, we've got some plans for the community that we're going to move forward here in the next couple of months. It has been a really extraordinarily busy spring for me personally um, in a bunch of the projects I have because we, uh, as you know, you're doing your community project and I am definitely on the edge of a launch of a big course that's going to help with strategy and social media and how do you 
kind of overcome all of this stuff of trying to stay on the cutting edge of social media and have like a plan in place at all times. So we're working on that sort of mastermind in a way. And, you know, you do need somebody in there to help you out. So like for a paid community specifically, like if people are in a community and it's a paid community, hire somebody to help you take a little bit of the profit that you're taking from that community and hire someone. It is the best investment you'll ever make. Definitely make time to go into the community yourself, but you're not going to be able to handle all of the things going on in the community. So for sure. Yeah. So um, that being said, a seventh idea and one that we talk about a lot, and we're going to talk about again, is conducting regular polls in your group. And here's the cool thing about polls. Polls are a really easy way to get feedback and allow your community to interact with you in a low risk way. You know, they can click on a button, they can add things to it. The cool thing about polls in a community versus on a regular Facebook on like profile is that it gives you multiple places. So right now on a regular profile, you can only have like two choices in a poll for a Facebook profile. So this is a really cool feature that's only in groups where you can say, hey, you know, here's a couple of options and add your own options if you want to. That's cool. So people who want to do a little bit more can. And um, also Instagram recently added a a new feature called quiz or quizzes. And quizzes, in addition to polls, which we've already had, right? You have a poll like that's great. Quizzes, actually, you can think, say, guess my favorite. So I have a picture here of Madeline. I'm going to say, guess what we're doing right now? And I'll say mastermind or podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll um, put that out there on Instagram here in a minute. But it it gives you a way to quickly interact with your audience, give them a chance to just low risk, click on something. And over time, you're going to train them to start interacting with you. And you can get deeper and deeper um, if you move through that way. So definitely always have something out there where you're asking people to interact with you. It really does train them to start to really connect with you on a deeper level. And these low risk ways are super helpful. And I know you're a big polls fan. I love polls. I think polls is such a great way to get feedback, instant feedback from your community. If you've not ever done this, try it today you know, put one out on Facebook, put one out on Twitter, try the Instagram, you get instant results. And it's so helpful. So I highly, highly recommend. All right, next up, number eight, create a member spotlight post on a monthly or weekly basis. You know, this is such a smart thing to do, because people like to be recognized. If you do it in a way that is instructive, the whole community can benefit by learning how someone else had succeeded. So Definitely something to do. You know, who doesn't want to get a featured spotlight on them? Back in a gazillion years ago, when I ran my Go Girls Music online community for female musicians, I used to do that every month. I would feature one of the member bands, you know, one of the bands that was part of our membership. And I would interview them. I would give them a big feature on the homepage and they loved it. And it was just, it's a way of like giving back, right? Just sharing the love, letting people get to know each other even better. So definitely a big fan of a member spotlight. Yeah, I love this too. And especially if you do it in a way that helps other people. I mean, I think that you always need to think about how you're adding value with these things, but they are awesome to use. And I know that people when they're spotlighted, they also like to share it as well. So that's kind of a neat thing to do. If you're in a closed community, it's hard for them to obviously share it outside of the community. But inside of the community, you know, they're going to come and they're going to interact with it too and interact with the people that have something to say with it. So I think it's a great way to also build leaders in your group. Definitely. Okay. So number nine, surprise and delight. I love surprise and delight. It's probably one of the harder things to do because you have to be very thoughtful and think ahead and sort of just do things. But 
You know, what about bringing on special guests that people didn't expect that just pop up in your community? What about free gifts for participation? One of the workshops that I was in lately, they were really happy with all of the um, communication I was doing inside the group. And they sent me a gift card, $10 to Amazon. Very nice. Not too expensive, really easy to do. Also, I know some of these instructors call personally. So Pat Flynn, you say, does it. I know Todd Herman does it. They just dial for dollars. You know, they have a lot of people that buy their courses. And so they pick up the phone and they start dialing until somebody answers. I love that idea. Handwritten notes to express appreciation. That's great too. Something in the mail. How many people get something in the mail anymore, right? I know. I used to always just tell people back when I was in the music business, I say, if you want to stand out, send a handwritten thank you note to people you work with. You know, when you go and put on a show at a venue, go send a handwritten thank you note to the owner or the booking manager or whoever you're dealing with because nobody does this. It's, you know, we're in the, the digital age where everybody would rather just send an email or a text, but something that is personalized really goes a long way. So I'm a huge fan of that. I love that yeah, so much. Me too. And, and you can carve it out. I know that and I keep talking about Todd, but he this is something I think he's just really worked on. But he was he made a a goal that he would send out one handwritten note every Monday morning, like as soon as he got into work and to whomever, like to a partner, to a client, to whoever. So I just love that idea. You know, it doesn't maybe even have to be weekly. Maybe it could be monthly. I'll do one. Let's start easy. Start on one a month and then kind of grow from there. Um, but I think you'll see with the feedback that you get from it, you're going to want to do it more and more. For sure. And we got one more, number 10, meetups. I love meetups. I think meetups are another great way to do this. You want to encourage your community to meet up in real life. A conference is the easiest way to do this. If you're going Mm -hmm. to a conference and other members of your community are going to a conference, why not set up some type of meetup? An example is my Twitter Smarter Chat. I've been hosting the Twitter Smarter Chat since 2015. And what I do is when I'm traveling, I'm going to be at a conference. If it falls on a Thursday afternoon when I normally do my Twitter Smarter Chat, I'll just do it in person. I'll promote it as a meetup. Like we still do the chat. Nothing changes with that. But why not gather people in person and do it together collectively? So I've done this in hotel rooms over the years. I've done this at the convention center or wherever the the conference is actually happening at, you know, get creative, have fun with it, but bring people together because that's the ultimate goal here. And let's say there are opportunities for your community to come together in person, but you can't go. That's okay. You can still plan it. You can have someone who's going to be there kind of run it in person and you, you know, oversee everything. I've done that plenty of times as well. The point is to just get people together in person. We focus so much being in the internet age, the digital age, which is awesome. You know, we can all hang out in our communities in our pajamas or, or Amy Porterfield says in her yoga pants, right? But getting mm-hmm, together in person, but getting together in person is still important. And anytime there's an opportunity to do this, take advantage of it. Yeah, I totally agree. And of course, you know, that's kind of why I started Social Media Breakfast in Houston. That was such an important part of what we did. And we are coming up on 10 years of um, Social Media Breakfast in Houston. We're going to be celebrating that. Actually, as we record this, we're going to be celebrating it next week. But by the time you hear this, it'll be a few weeks past. One of the cool things that we're going to do, which I haven't even told you about yet, but I wanted to today. So, hey, we'll use the podcast to tell you is that we're going to create five to six questions and we're going to have a live Twitter chat that's both live in the room and also online at the same time. So I'm really excited about this. So you guys can go back and check it out, SMBHOU, and I will definitely be 
kind of letting the community know beforehand in our Facebook group, as well as on the page. But yeah, I'm really excited about that kind of a thing too, with these hybrid things like doing online, offline kind of community building, I think is really huge. I think so too. And you know, you have a great community that comes together in person for the social media breakfast, but you also have a very active group that hops on Twitter and and participates in a live Twitter chat setting because they want to be there. They can't be there Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, whether they don't live there or they're just too far. They just can't make it in Mm -hmm. into Houston for that uh, morning. And so there's always an active conversation happening on Twitter through the hashtag. But I love what you're saying that you can incorporate a live chat with the the group in person. I think that's just a win-win all around. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. So yeah, that's definitely something you and I need to talk about in the next you know couple of days because I'll need your help figuring all that out. But I'm excited about it. And I think it's going to be a great opportunity. But I do think that you can do this too. You can think about ways to bring the online and the offline together in, in strange and, and interesting ways because people are looking for ways to connect with each other and you can facilitate that. And the person that facilitates that the best is going to win in the community game. It just is the truth. And, yep. you know, I would not say like, you know, we have, at least not me, has been super amazing every single time on all the tactics for years and years. It's just consistency over time, you know? Yes. There's times that I failed miserably at it. There's times that I've done really, really well, but all of them add up to like a ongoing, you know, vibrant community that's been built. And so, you know, you don't have to be perfect at this stuff to make it work. That's so true. Uh, You know, consistency always wins. You know, just getting started, just do it, as I always like to say. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, I've been trying to get a membership site, you know, that's been under wraps. And it's just been talk, 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 talk without Mm -hmm. action. And I've told my business partner, we're going to take action. We're going to just do it and then be consistent with it. Mm -hmm. And that's how you win. So yeah, there you have it. This has been great, Kami. I love talking about these 10 different ways to build connection with your community. I hope those of you listening got a lot out of it. And we do have an action plan for those that want to, you know, as always, we always have an action plan, people. So we want you to share the three ways that you plan to connect with your community this month. So not like next month, like this month, we're giving you a month, not, you know, but do it sooner and share them with us in the Communities That Convert podcast group at facebook.com forward slash groups, Communities That Convert. When you get there, we might ask you for the password and the secret word. And it is what, Madeline? Action. Right. You can also share your ideas with us on Twitter using the hashtag CTC podcast. That's communities that convert CTC podcast. We'll look at those as well. And you can also tag Madeline or I with our Cami chat or Madeline Sklar tags. And we are really happy to um, connect with you on Twitter at any time. So thank you so much for listening this week. We hope you go out there, connect with your community, come back and tell us some amazing stories. Yeah, we know you're going to crush it. So thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. See you then. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know, you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. 
Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Thank you.